Welcome back to the Let's Do It podcast. My name is Anne Glover and I'm a birth and postnatal doula working here in our gorgeous wee Northern Ireland for almost seven years now. I've also been teaching the wonderful Mongan Method hypnobirthing course for five years with some amazing results and great outcomes. I'm owner of motherdoula.com and co-founder of Northern Ireland's first doula collective, Doulas of Northern Ireland, with the Italian doula, the delicious Sarah Bonetti, and our amazing crafty doula, Ali Hagen. And these two doulas are based on the truly spectacular North Coast. And it feels so right now to have the gorgeous Tara, the yogi doula, based here in Belfast to complete our doula collective. So do please check us out on Instagram at doulasni or on our website doulasni.co.uk. So today I'm going to be talking about planning for your birth and thinking about birth plans. There's been a lot of chat recently on social media about birth plans and some local trusts have even started group meetings about birth plans. Now we know there are various schools of thought around birth plans starting with why even think of making a plan. Surely we have been birthing babies for centuries now and we know our bodies are made for birth. So why do we even have to think about making a plan? Should we not just go with the flow? And I know some of you are also thinking, well, I really thought about a plan for my birth. I did all the research and looked at all the relevant information and I made a plan. And it went right out the window when I went into labour. Or even in some cases, your birth plan may have changed at 37 or 38 weeks pregnancy. And I know as well, some people think that making a plan is setting you up for failure. Well, I can really only share my experience and knowledge as a doula and a hypnobirthing teacher. And of course, it's always your choice whether to make a plan. So, why plan for your birth? Isn't this one of the most exciting and life-changing events in your life? Think of the planning that goes into a holiday even, moving house or getting married. Surely having a baby deserves the same thought and planning or even more. So if you think of a birth plan as a guideline, it's a reference really for both you and your partner and your doula, something concrete you can give to your midwives or doctor just to portray your own birthing wishes. So by taking the time to think about and actually write out a birth plan, it also demonstrates that you've looked into all your options and you are making informed decisions about what is important to you. What will make a difference to your birthing experience when the time comes to birth your precious wee baba? It's all about you. So how do you even begin to draw up a plan? What does it look like? Well, just take a moment and visualise yourself birthing your baby. 
and just see where are you? Are you at home? Are you in hospital? Are you in the pool? Are you standing and walking around? Maybe you see yourself on a bed as you're opting for an epidural. So by doing this already, you'll have some points to write down in your birth plan. And remember, there's no right or wrong way to do it. And of course, you can continually tweak it until you feel happy and content with your plan. Just make it personal. It's all about you. There can't be a standard or prescript birth plan as we are all individuals with various and very different preferences. And I've seen all sorts of birth plans in my time as a doula and hypnobirthing teacher. Some are merely a list of bullet points. Some come looking like graphs or charts or very detailed letters. And some even look like drawings or sketches. So any format that you feel comfortable with, you can make it longer or shorter. But do remember who will be reading it, usually midwives, doctors, busy people. So keeping it clear and concise is really beneficial to everyone. If you do prefer the longer format, I would suggest maybe just taking a highlighter and really highlighting the really important points so they're easily visible. So when you start looking around, you'll see many different formats and it's always your choice because it's about you. As a doula and a hypnobirthing teacher, I have various samples that I can share with my clients if they want to see them. So I have samples of hospital births, induction, cesarean births, water births and home birth plans. Each and every one is as important as the other. And I really love it when clans come up with their own unique special birthing preferences. It really puts their own spin on it. So a lot of thought and effort goes into thinking about your birthing experience. As you visualise how you see yourself birthing your baby, take time to consider, for example, your environment. How will the oxytocin keep flowing as you birth in your baby? Right through labour and childbirth and afterwards in those first 24 hours. Is there music or hypnobirthing tracks playing? Does the birthing place look really comfortable and cosy to you? Are you drinking loads of water and having some snacks? If you're planning to birth at hospital, it is always worth checking on the hospital guidelines and recommendations. So you're totally prepared when you talk over your birth plans with your midwife. Have you considered how you plan to cope with actual labour? And I mean, for example, will you be using your hypnobirthing techniques, your breathing techniques, visualisations, affirmations, hypnosis? 
or are you planning and using a doula for comfort? It's your choice. Uh, there's a TENS machine as well that some people use. Or can you see yourself in the water? Water is a massive comfort measure when you're in labour. And you can labour in the water and get out on land to birth your baby. Or you can stay in the water and birth your baby there. Are you opting for an epidural? And also there'll be gas and air on offer too. Are you aware of any interventions that may be offered? And how do you really feel about that? It's always your choice to state in your birth plan what you want and what you don't want. I know a lot of people say focus on what you really want. But sometimes by writing down what you don't want can really make a difference to your experience as well. So as you're thinking about your birth plan and what you're going to write, there's a popular acronym that you can use to help you with making decisions. And it's called using your brain. I don't mean that, that's not, I'm not being condescending here, but think of the B-R-A-I-N. So the B is the benefits. Like what are the benefits of the choices or your options? So what would be the benefit to you or the benefit to your baby for using the various options that are on offer? The R is for looking at the risks. So say, for example, um, you've opted to have some pain relief. You look at the risks. Are there any risks to your baby? Are there any risks to you? Any risks to your birthing experience? And then the A is alternatives. What are the alternatives? If something's been offered to you, there usually is another alternative. Even if that is only, well, let's wait for half an hour and see what happens. And then the I in the brain acronym, that relates to your intuition, your instinct. What is your instinct telling you? So you could be in labour and your instinct could be really yelling at you from inside that there's something wrong or you really do want to do that or you want to change position or you want the gas and air or you want to be left alone. These are all really important to your birthing plan. And then N. What if you do nothing? Just leave things for the way they are for the time being. So that brain is really handy to remember at any stage of your pregnancy, if you're being asked to make some decisions. And it's really useful to remember it during labour and birth. And also for the postnatal period too, when you're getting to know your wee baby and maybe lots of well-meaning people are giving you very well-meaning advice and you maybe just want to stop and think, hmm, let me use my brain here and see what I want to do. So the brain really helps you just to stop, to look at and really consider what options you have and can help you to make the decision that's right for you, not anybody else. It doesn't really matter about anybody else because it's all about you. So your birth plan can also include details about the third stage of labour, like how it could be managed 
will it be a managed third stage of labour? Are you planning for a phys- physiological third stage of labour? Just waiting to birth the placenta. It's a choice and you can decide. So you'll be considering then what happens after the birth, the delayed cord clamping, who actually touches your baby first, whose voices will your baby hear first, lots of skin to skin, and other factors like just to consider are that golden hour with the baby, would you like to be left alone with just you and your partner and the baby, just to get to know each other? considering everything's okay, of course. And you'll be offered vitamin K for the baby. So it's something you might want to look at and make an informed decision about. So also your birth plan could include like what your plans are for the first 24 hours after the birth and how you plan to feed your baby. Are you, going, are you planning on breastfeeding? Are you planning harvesting some colostrum? Or are you going straight to the formula because that's what's the best decision for you and your baby? It seems a lot to be thinking about. But honestly, most birth plans are no more than two pages long. <laughs> it might seem, after everything we've been talking about, that it's like a big essay. But honestly, you can really make it really clear and concise. In two pages. So, you've visualised your beautiful birth, you've considered your options, and you've made some really good informed decisions about your choices. So, you've built a birth plan relevant to you and your own circumstances, and you're going to feel great. What an achievement! So, the next stage is to look at the what ifs. Or plan B or an alternative plan. Because we know sometimes birth can throw us a curveball. So it just makes perfect sense to consider all your options. What if your plan changes? What if you need to consider, for example, induction or cesarean birth? And I often chat to my clients about perhaps having a safe word. When you want to change your plan, you know yourself that maybe you're struggling or maybe you just know that what you're doing at that time isn't right and that you need to change to an alternative plan. So this safe word is known to you and your partner and your doula and is only used when you feel that you can't continue with your original plan and that you know it's time to change to your plan B. So you finalised your birth plan and you've looked at the what ifs. So all your hard work and effort is complete. So please just don't tuck it away and forget about it. Print off a few copies and put them in your maternity notes. Your midwife will want to chat through them with you so they can support you to achieve your wishes. It's also a good idea to give your partner a copy just for safekeeping. And also your doula will want a wee copy too. I know as a doula, I love to learn the birth plan inside out. So I know it all off by heart. 
So these are some of the benefits of having a birth plan. Your support team knows what you want, that you're prepared for any twist or turn in the birthing process, that you have thoroughly thought through all your options. So by making a birth plan, you learn more about your options, you find out about your rights, and you consider the pros and cons of your choices. You know what you're prepared to change and negotiate, if anything. It's also a great tool for your partner and doula to advocate for you, if required, when you're birthing your baby. Also, if you do decide to change to another plan, or if a medical issue arises so you need to consider changing your plan, yes, of course, it is so disappointing, but because you've already considered these options, it may avoid you feeling traumatised or shocked when the time comes or when you reflect on your birth at a later date. So I really hope this podcast has given you loads of food for thought and you're off right now to start writing down your birth plan. Just remember, the choice is always yours. So I just want to finish up by thanking you for listening in. Please feel free to recommend this podcast to your pregnant friends or family members. And you can subscribe so not to miss out on any future episodes. And that's free. So should you want to get in touch or find out more about me, my website is motherdoula.com. Or you can find me on doulasni.co.uk. Instagram is as busy as ever and my pages are Anne Hypno Dula, and that's Anne with an E or Dula's NI and we don't forget about old Facebook so we've got Dula and Glover and Hypnobirthing and Glover so no excuse now so see you next time and thank you